Hello and welcome again to UCA News Weekly News Summary about and of interest to the church in Asia. I'm your host, John Lawrenson. This week, Asian nations have experienced a trampling of basic human rights and religious freedom amid an outcry from rights campaigners, civil society and church groups. Much more to come. China's communist government has promulgated new rules for religious clergy that ignore the China-Vatican agreement on bishop appointments. The administrative measures for religious clergy, set to come into effect from May the 1st, cover priests of all five authorised religions in China – Buddhism, Taoism, Catholicism, Protestantism and Islam. Article 16 of the order says Catholic bishops are approved and consecrated by the Bishops' Conference of the Catholic Church in China. It does not mention the 2018 Sino-Vatican Agreement on Bishop Appointments, which was renewed for another two-year term in 2020. The state-controlled Bishops' Conference is not recognised by the Vatican, and it collaborates with the Chinese Catholic Patriotic Association, which directly works under the Chinese administration. The Bishops' Conference and the Patriotic Association have been given responsibility for reporting the election of bishops within 20 days of the bishops' consecration. The new regulations are viewed as a legal tool to intensify the crackdown on underground clergy and annihilate the underground church in China. Mainland Catholic leaders have been sceptical about the Sino-Vatican deal, pointing to Beijing's lack of respect for international deals and conventions in pushing communist ideology in China. Malaysia has come under strong criticism from the international community after it deported hundreds of Myanmar nationals in defiance of a court order and concerns from rights groups, international charities and religious leaders, including the Catholic Church. The Immigration Department of Malaysia ignored a temporary stay order from the High Court on Tuesday. Some 1,086 Myanmar migrants and asylum seekers, including members of the Chin and Kachin ethnic minorities who are persecuted in their homeland, were handed over to the Myanmar Navy, which had sent ships to Malaysia to transport them back home. Malaysian authorities have said that no refugees, such as stateless Rohingya, were among those deported and the repatriation was voluntary. The US State Department and global rights groups Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International strongly criticised the decision and said sending back people to a country ruled by the military was a blatant disregard for human rights and a violation of international treaty obligations. Catholic bishops in Malaysia urged the government to show humanity and refrain from deporting the Myanmar nationals. Catholic majority Timor Leste has started the trial of a former American priest who was dismissed from the priesthood by the Vatican on charges of child abuse in 2018. The trial of 84-year-old Richard Dashbach, a former missionary priest from the Society of the Divine Word, started on Monday but was adjourned on Tuesday until March the 22nd. Dashback faces 14 charges of sexual abuse of children, child pornography and domestic violence. If convicted, he faces up to 20 years in prison. He also faces wire fraud charges in his homeland in the US and has been listed as a fugitive international criminal by Interpol. 
Dashback has been in Timor-Leste since 1966 and enjoys celebrity status thanks to missionary and social work, as well as his support for Timorese independence from Indonesia in 1999. He set up a shelter for homeless children, disabled adults and women fleeing domestic violence in 1993. The accusations of sexual abuse against him surfaced in 2018 and the Vatican dismissed him from the priesthood following an investigation. However, he refused to give up his ministry and returned to the orphanage before he was removed by the authorities. He was arrested in April 2019 and was released on condition of house arrest. In Pakistan, activists are demanding the release of two Pakistani Christians recently arrested for preaching the gospel to young Muslims in Lahore. Haroon Mazi and Salamat Mazi were arrested after a Muslim student filed a case against them on February the 13th. They were accused of blasphemy for allegedly insulting Islam and promoting Christianity to convert Muslims by distributing Christian books. Journalist and human rights defender Marvi Sermed termed the allegations baseless and said the Christians were quietly reading their own sacred books. Anjum James Paul, chairperson of the Pakistan Minorities Teachers Association, said it was discriminatory to stop propagation of one specific religion and demanded the right of religious freedom as equal citizens. Blasphemy is a highly sensitive issue in deeply conservative Pakistan, where mere allegations have led to extrajudicial killings and mob violence. The blasphemy law is often used to victimise religious minorities or settle personal scores. According to the Lahore-based Centre for Social Justice, 2020 saw the greatest abuse of the blasphemy law, with at least 200 blasphemy cases targeting mostly Shia and Ahmadi Muslims, as well as Christians. With information overload, how do you filter a premier, independent Catholic perspective? Welcome to La Croix International. Get global perspectives on religion, culture, politics, economy, science, technology and much more. Just pay one dollar for the first month and understand how Christians engage and make sense of the burning global issues. Find the details in the episode notes or go to international.la-croix.com That's L-A-C-R-O-I-X.com Catholics in Sri Lanka expressed disappointment after a presidential commission failed to identify the real culprits behind the deadly terror attacks of Easter 2019. The commission handed over the report to the Parliament Speaker on Tuesday and recommended criminal proceedings be brought against former President Maitripala Sirisena and his intelligence chiefs for failing to stop the bombings. A group of nine suicide bombers affiliated to local Islamist extremist group National Thoheed Jamat targeted three Christian churches and three luxury hotels, killing at least 306 people, including 37 foreign nationals, on Easter morning nearly two years ago. A Catholic priest from the Archdiocese of Colombo said no charges have been filed against the real people who supported the Easter Sunday attacks and suspected the report was done for political gain. 
In the report, the Commission recommended a ban on Bodu Balasena, a radical Sinhalese Buddhist nationalist group that has been blamed for a rise in attacks against Sri Lanka's minority Muslims and Christians. India's most populous Uttar Pradesh state has passed a strict law to check religious conversions. The Uttar Pradesh Prohibition of Unlawful Conversion of Religion Bill 2020 was passed on Wednesday. Among other things, the law aims to curb religious conversions by force and fraudulent means. It stipulates imprisonment for up to 10 years and a fine of 50,000 rupees or 690 US dollars for violators. Catholic Bishop Gerald John Matthias, who is based in the state capital Lucknow, warned that the law could be misused by majority groups in the name of forcible religious conversions, especially against minority groups. Muslim leader Mohammed Arif said the law was against the Indian constitution and a violation of human rights. Several Indian states ruled by the Hindu nationalist party BJP have introduced similar anti-conversion laws to check what radical Hindus call love jihad or attempting to convert Hindu women to Islam by marriage. Religious minorities and rights campaigners claim anti-conversion laws are part of the BJP's political and strategic plan to sow communal division and hatred and to make it tougher for interfaith couples to exercise their choices. In Indonesia, the Catholic Church has been flying in aid to support more than 1,000 people sheltering in a church compound amid ongoing clashes between security forces and pro-independence rebels in Papua province. Violence flared in and around the village of Bilugai in Papua's Intan Jaya district on February the 10th, forcing more than 6,000 people to flee their homes. Separatists have been waging a low-level insurgency against Indonesian rule for decades. The latest violence saw at least 17 people, 12 civilians, four soldiers and one policeman killed in the fighting. At least 1,000 people sought shelter at St. Michael's Church of Timica Diocese. Benny Mayo, coordinator of the church's relief effort, said three coordination posts have been set up to support the displaced communities. The conflict in Christian-majority Papua has been ongoing since Dutch colonialists handed over Papua to Indonesia in the 1960s through a US-brokered deal. Tens of thousands of civilians, military personnel and separatist rebels have been killed and injured in clashes in the past decades. In Singapore, a female Protestant pastor issued an apology after her recent blog post asking girls and women to dress modestly so that they don't incite lustful thoughts in men triggered a backlash on social media. 38-year-old pastor Joanne Chow, mother of two and youth minister of Pasir Panjang Hill Brethren Church, came under fire after she posted PowerPoint slides in a post on a Christian website where she suggested girls help men by not dressing in a revealing or provocative way. Young Singaporeans reacted angrily to her post that was triggered by the revelations of the sexual abuses of Ravi Zacharias, an internationally famous Indian-Canadian evangelical preacher and Christian apologist who founded Ravi Zacharias International Ministry. Allegations against the preacher surfaced after his death in May 2020 and an independent probe found the allegations of sex crimes credible. 
Pastor Chow issued an apology in which she said that she does not advocate victim blaming and noted that a victim's dress is irrelevant to any sex crime. Clergy, religious and laypeople in the Philippines marked the 35th anniversary of the People Power Revolution that ousted dictator Ferdinand Marcos in 1986. Millions of Catholics, spearheaded by then Manila Archbishop Jaime Cardinal Sin, flocked to the capital in February 1985, calling for the removal of the strongman. Papal Nuncio Archbishop Charles John Brown celebrated Mass on Wednesday at the shrine built to remember the revolution dubbed by locals as the most peaceful political rally in history. During the programmes to mark the anniversary in various churches, Catholic bishops urged the faithful to behold the spirit of people power and to stand strong for democracy, justice and oppose autocratic rule to muzzle dissent and free speech. Meanwhile, three priests led the way of the cross on Wednesday for families and friends of those killed in extrajudicial killings during the administration of President Rodrigo Duterte. These three priests, Divine Word Father Flavi Villanueva, Jesuit Father Albert Alejo and Father Robert Reyes, are strong critics of Duterte's war on illegal drugs, which rights groups say has claimed the lives of thousands of victims. That's all for this week. Log on to ucanews.com for daily news and commentaries and subscribe to Daily Newsletter. Our network of Catholic journalists across 23 countries in South, Southeast and East Asia report stories that need to be told but won't be reported elsewhere. To help bring you these voices, we seek your support. Help us by contributing to keep UCA News available to the world. Go to ucanews.com slash donate and be the torchbearer of truth and transparency. The show was produced by Binu Alex, and until next week, goodbye.